This is Danita Ruskowski, and you are listening to Not Elsewhere Classified. You are listening. You are listening. You are listening to. Do not. To Not Elsewhere. Not Elsewhere. Elsewhere. Elsewhere Classified. Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Kui. This episode is presented to you by the Medical Coding Geek Tutoring Network. We're not just about the funny medical coding memes you see on social media. We're also a growing network of experienced, specialized, and credentialed professionals. We do not offer prep courses or education programs. Rather, we offer focused, one-on-one tutor sessions that will give you what you exactly need to help you pass your exam. We offer tutoring for the CCS, CPC, RHIT, RHIA, and CDI certification exams. If you want to find out if our tutoring services is what you need to progress in your career, go to medicalcodinggeek.com. Also, we're looking to grow our network of tutors. If you're interested in joining our team, go to medicalcodinggeek.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number eight. Say goodbye to the summer, especially with the hot heat, and welcome to the fall season. I hope most of you have set your clocks back. I wanted to announce our new partnerships with Medical Coding Geek. First off is ZipRecruiter. We have joined up with them to offer job search, job postings, and also job alerts. The best place that you can go to is medicalcodinggeek.com slash jobs for all of your career needs. Also, we have joined up with RadRx. Uh, Stacy Buck, the president and senior consultant, has joined up with us to offer interventional and diagnostic radiology resources. Today, we have Danita Ruskowski. Danita has over 12 years of direct experience of areas in surgical coding, orthopedics, OBGYN, dermatology, and pediatrics. She is the founder of Integrity Coding and Educational Development back in 2016, and she trains students to become medical coders and certified professional coders through the AAPC. In today's episode, we go over a wide variety of topics, including uh, setting up your own business, utilizing social media to market your brand, and also we go over a lot of teaching philosophies. She has gone over uh, a wide variety of methods that she uses to teach her students to pass the CPC exam. So without further ado, here's my interview with Danita Ruskowski. Enjoy. All right. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Not Elsewhere Classified podcast. I have here Danita Ruskowski. Say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Nice <laughs> to be here. <laughs> well, Danita, uh, thank you for being part of the podcast. I know we had a lot of uh, scheduling <laughs> conflicts <laughs> where, uh, you know, I would schedule it. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't go. Or you you, you were sick the last time. And then uh, mm-hmm. we tried to schedule one. I'm like, oh, I can't do it. And, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that you... We, we get you on because you definitely are a wonderful resource out there in the medical coding community. So Thank you. Um, can you give us give the audience an idea of how we connected? We connected. I was uh, just beginning integrity coding 
and believe it or not, brand new to Facebook. So I did not have a lot of knowledge and Brian really helped me. And he even gave me very respectful corrections as far as I would, because I would always want to post because Medical Coding Geek, anybody who's in the coding field knows of Brian and his website. It's very helpful as well as entertaining. And I was posting my ads there and uh, Brian guided me and, and said, Danita, I would try it this way rather than that way. And he was just, it was a blessing. And I, I actually, I love advertising with Medical Coding Geek. Awesome. You know, one thing I guess, I guess, you know, in terms of advertising, you know, one thing that's important is I think, you know, you know, you, you, you know, I've done network marketing. I've done, you know, with other companies. And, you know, one thing that I try not to be is the salesperson. You know, it's like, it's like you have to take it the edge off because, Especially with social media, what is the you know you have to look at the the trend in social media. What what kind of posts are being out there? And I think what you have you know in terms of market research, what you have to try and understand is what do people like. And you know, we'll talk about your company, but I think what's most important, especially for the audience, especially for those that are trying to build a business, and we'll talk about that today, is you know you have to understand your audience even when you're speaking you know you have to understand who your audience is you know it's not just me you're talking to you're talking to you know potential clients potential uh, customers potential coders who you're trying to help up uh, potential mentorees you know this is the thing that that definitely is important when you're trying to put yourself out there so you know you have to cater to it you have to adjust you have I mean, for me it was it was fun because i you know if if you make it fun then people are more likely to like you and then if they like you then of course they're going to like who you are and what you represent so that was pretty much the gist, you know, of that. And, you know, when, when we connected, I try to portray that, you know, in your style of, you know, in your business, in your business model. And uh, definitely that we've most of the time that you try to connect and you know, we try to do, um, you know, partnership on marketing. It was such it was such perfect timing, like Mother's Day, Father's Day, <laughs> what was um, Veterans Day. I'm like, you, 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 you got me at the perfect time. And so most most posts that were out there, they were generating at least what 10,000 followers. And then, you know, they would direct over to your Facebook page. And that would generate into hopefully, you know, not just the and we talked about this before. So, you know, it's not about just trying to get the sale, but the connection. And then when you get the connection, then I then I, you know, I'd let Danita know. I said, look, I'm here just to get you the connection. Once we get the connection set, then you it's your it's your time. It's your magic time. And people will then roll it up to you. And then this is your opportunity to shine to say, hey, look. I'm Danita Ruskowski. I'm part of Integrity Coding, and here's what I have to offer to you. And so, you know, that definitely is kind of like to me. It's it's truly like networking, right? So, you know, we'll talk about that too. But I don't want to get yes, too much into. Yeah. <laughs> but aside from me, I want to talk about you. I want to we I want to let the audience know who you are and how did you get to where you're at today. What were your humble beginnings and and up until now? Okay, thank you. That's a great question. So I began integrity coding um, almost two years ago. I began, I had been in the medical billing and coding field for several years. And I, I have to give, you know, really kudos to the older women that I worked with at the time. There's a lot to be said for seasoned billers and coders. They had been doing it for a while, um, more than a while, a, a long, long time. There is so much to learn from them. You know, it is true. 
as the saying goes, that the younger, the older women teach the younger women and, and men as well. And I learned a lot from these older women. At, at that time, there was a lot of life changes. I had a lot of people in my immediate family pass. And I began to just say there has to be more. I became a grandmother, and that was an absolute game changer in our life. It was a, a blessing, uh, and unexpected. And shortly, when I found out my daughter was expecting, my dad was going in for a very serious surgery, and I didn't want to mention anything to him until he came out of surgery. Long story short, my dad ended up passing, and six months later, Faith was born. So the, the timing was wonderful, a wonderful diversion in the sense of Faith's birth um, is what I mean. I decided right then and there that I wanted, I wanted more. I wanted to invest in my granddaughter's life. I dropped her off at daycare one morning when she was a newborn. And she started to cry, and I started to cry. And I just got in the car, and I just cried out. And I said, Lord, just make a way that I can spend more time with her. And even though I had all that experience, Brian, without that certification behind your name, it's not validated. And even though, yes, could I code and could I build? Yes, not to the extent that, you know, when I got trained with AAPC, they really, they trained me very, very well. I just kept at it. I said, I'm going to become a certified coder so that I can have the flexibility that I need. From there, I did end up passing my exam. It did take me time. Which exam did you did you take? I took the CPC okay. with AAPC. That was my first certification. Right. I From there, I did become an instructor. Right and off the bat. Would, yes, I did. I can't I got an instructor. And then you were you were doing you were doing. I'm sorry, you were doing uh, medical coding and billing prior to certification. Is that, is that I was. Okay. I was. I was working in dermatology and orthopedics. I worked for an orthopedic practice that trained me. We were held to a very high standard. I was doing, uh, you know, the billing aspect as well as surgical coding for knees and hips and whatnot. That just set me in a place. Again, I, I got trained well. So even if you're in a position and you're not necessarily crazy about the people that you're working with, stay there and learn as much as you can learn. Because I worked with a group of people. They were excellent at their job, Brian. I mean, I'm excellent. And when you're in that environment, you want, you don't want to be the one that's lagging behind. You you want to meet or beat as like a, I'll give an evaluation and management term. You want to meet or exceed it. And I wanted to meet or exceed what was going on at that orthopedic practice. And uh, it really trained me well. I became a certified coder and I needed a schedule so I could help take care of my grandchildren. And the certification offers me that. It absolutely offers anybody that with training. This podcast is brought to you by RadRx. RadRx is your prescription for accurate coding and reimbursement. They offer interventional and diagnostic coding consulting, auditing, webinars, trainings, and resource materials. For the month of November, Medical Coding Geek and Not Elsewhere Classified followers will receive a 20% discount on their 2018 resources, including the 2018 edition of Cracking the IR Code and more you can go to shop.radrx.com and use our promo code GEEK20 to claim your 20% discount. Again, use promo code GEEK, G-E-E-K, 20 when you go to shop.radrx.com. Very good. I mean, you, you, you made a very good point is the, the fact of competitiveness, right? So, you know, if you're in a competitive state, that's why... 
for those that are listening, I mean, if you are trying to get in the field, you have to stay competitive. And you know, exactly, you have to stay on your game. You have to stay on your toes. And for those that I see in the groups, you know, they, you know, I want to get out of school. I want to get certification. I want to do this. I want to do that. But then that's great. You have a plan. But how are you going to stay on top of your game? You know, just like any any athlete out there, they're always continuously training. What are you doing? For those that are in the audience, what are you doing? <laughs> are you just sitting there like waiting for something to fall on your lap? The answer should be no. You should be out there. You should be networking. If it's not coding, you should be, you know, talking to people. You should be connecting with people, making that happen. I mean, your skills are there, but are they sharp? Are they sharp enough for the competitive world, as, as Danita had mentioned? Okay. It, that's very true. It and you know I always tell my students, you don't start a race at the finish line. Every place has a starting point. So if you're finishing school and you're in the midst of it, don't take it for granted. Get all that you can out of school because it's a blessing. Not everybody is in a position that they can go to school. So however you are getting your training, you get as much out of it. You be a sponge. So when I wasn't passing Brian, I. I sat there one day and it was my pastor. He said to me, Danita, you got to get back on the horse and ride. And I'm like, mm, yeah, okay. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. It took so much out of me to do that. Does this certification stretch you? Absolutely. So when I was not getting a question right in my practice time, I had a saying and my students see it in my class. It's, it's from Winston Churchill. Churchill says, never, never, never give up. And when I was getting a question wrong on my practice exams, I did not move on to that next question. And I sat there and I asked myself, I said, where am I missing it? There has to be, it can't be my instructor. And it's very easy to get into that mode to say, well, if my teacher had only been, and if I had only been taught that, at some point, everything stops with us. You, you are responsible for you. And if you are not getting a concept you have to remember your instructors are just, they're just people like the rest of us. They've given you the very best that they know. It is up to you as the coder, because now me as an instructor, it is my responsibility now to be imparting this to my students. But I do tell them, if there is a concept that you're not getting, watch it on YouTube. Watch cabbages. Watch catheterizations. And ask yourself, don't move on to another question on your practice exams until you say, where am I getting this wrong? And then I just started marking my books, Brian. Every and I would write notes to myself. Watch it. Make sure you're asking yourself this. And I, I would even write encouraging notes to myself. You got this. You mm -hmm. have it. <laughs> That's good. And I write yeah. encouraging notes to my students all the time. And it's not because I'm like, oh yeah, I just think positive and everything will be great. Do I think that's a major part of it? Absolutely. But without action, you know, faith without works, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna go. You have to get in the game and do what you need to do. That's the, and I wrote an article for AAPC, and I, it said, "Do what you have to do so you can do what you want to do." Oh, perfect! Oh man, you're getting you're giving me so many titles for your <laughs> for your episode. <laughs> like, I can't even pick. I need to pick one. Anyways, uh, you mentioned you, you, again. You you said a lot, and you know one thing I I can portray, especially in the groups, are for those, and I'm I'm not calling out anyone in the groups, is the fact that there are some that put just, "Hey, look." here's the scenario what's the answer and right usually i'm you I know, get that too. because in my group i i usually see it first i jump in i say well why are you confused about it that's the thing mm -hmm. you know and then you know the well they just want the answer well i'm not going to give you the answer 
<laughs> I'm going to give right. you a direction, uh, a guidance. You're going to instruct. Right. To empower you to mm-hmm. figure out your way, your own way out of your own situation. Right. You know, I'm not your mother. I'm not your father. Uh, you are your own professional. Once you've gotten into school, I truly believe you're already in the first you know, tiers of becoming a professional and you have to work your way out. You know, we had um, a an actual session, uh, another previous session on Facebook Live talking about things, how that happens and where they're trying to, you know, just get a quick answer. But in the real world, you know, you have to go to what? You have to go to meetings. You have to do research. You have to do this. You have to talk to people to figure it out. Well, in the same regard, in terms of studying for your assi- you know, your assignment, your exam, you have to do the same thing. You can't just rely on your instructor. And I'm, I've been an instructor for quite a while. And you also have to look at it from the instructor point of view. I mean, they're only allotted like, you know, either an hour, either four hours. There's so much information that they can cram inside it. And how are you, the student, are able to, you know, uh, absorb that all? And then, you know, can they do it within four hours? I mean, are you able to do that? And, of course, outside of school, outside of time, you know, of course, we have our lives. And, of course, also the same thing in regards to you. You have your own time. You know, we have you have to be very respectful of that. So to blame an instructor, say, hey, they didn't teach me enough. Well, that you should flip it around. I said, did you do enough for, you know, with the information that we were given? Even though there are gaps, you know, you have to figure it out. You are a professional. You know, I, I'll say it a lot. I'll say it every time in the podcast. You have to be, you know, that professional to be proactive, you know, in the industry. You do because the what we want to let them know is, I'm preparing you. You have to act as if. And in the article I wrote, <clears throat> excuse me, you. I wrote a letter to myself and I said, congratulations, you passed the exam. And I signed my credentials with it. Now, I didn't pass the exam right away, but I said myself, because Brian, I knew as well as I was breathing, I was going to pass that exam. Nobody was going to keep it from me. And the only person that could have kept it from me is me. But you brought out a point in that the best person to teach you is you. You know exactly the way your brain processes things. Like for me, when I wasn't seeing it, I would just look at those codes back and forth. Because after a while, when you start doing the practice test, you just want to throw your hands up in the end. You're like, they all look the same. But if you just stop and take a breath and say, okay, wait a minute. What's the difference between these two codes? It could be one word. One word changes a whole code set, and or or, with or without. So you have to be able to, as the coder, to look at that. Because when you're on the job, right now I code in OBGYN. I have to look and say, okay, he said he did super cervical hysterectomy. Or they just removed the cyst, not the whole ligament. You can't just take that post-operative diagnosis and that procedure. You can't just code from that. You have to go in and I look in my note and I highlight it. And then I write my code next to it. Oh, there's my, you know, there's my super cervical. Oh, there's my removal of just the cyst. They didn't remove the whole ovary. They removed the cyst. And I make a note there because people are, they may go back and check your work. And you want to be able to make sure that things are documented and say, no, you can't get reimbursed for, re, you know, for a whole ligament. You only remove the cyst of the ovary, not the ovary. So that is when you're training these students because you're going to be a real life coder. And you have to be ready with an answer mm-hmm. when they come back to you. Okay. So you have to do your, your research work. This podcast is brought to you by ZipRecruiter.com. In need of great talent for your business but short on time? 
You don't have to get lost in a huge stack of resumes to find your perfect hire. You just need the right tools, smarter tools. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. You can even get a head start on the interview process by adding screening questions to your job posts to help identify the most qualified candidates, so you don't have to waste your time sorting through a stack of resumes to find the perfect fit. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, listeners of this podcast can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash MedicalCodingGeek. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash MedicalCodingGeek. One more time, to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash MedicalCodingGeek. Awesome. So, you know, we're getting a taste of how Danita is instructing. So speaking of that... You know, you do have integritycoding.com, but before, even before that, you you know, what what led you to decide to create, you know, and I think you mentioned, you know, with your father and your granddaughter and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that, but you can actually, you know, give a little bit more detail on that. But what led you to create Integrity Coding? Um, it, it really did initially start off with the fact with becoming a, a grandparent. Um, and as I said, my dad passed away. Four months after that, my stepmother passed away, and subsequently, unfortunately, my sister passed away. I did some soul searching for myself, and I said, there has to be more to life. Am I doing really what I, am I doing what I have to do so I can do what I want to do? And I really asked myself, Brian, what's my purpose? What do I want to do? And the first thing that came to me was, I want to invest in the lives of my grandchildren. In order to do that, um, I needed the flexibility. Because even though I love being with my grandchildren, I don't want to do that full time. So I needed a way to make a living and also do what I wanted to do. For me, it was getting that certification and the training that I was taught with integrity, with um, taking my CPC was just really second to none. One day I was sitting here in my home office and I was talking with my husband. So let's think of some names. We would toss some names back and forth. And my husband said, what do you think of integrity? And I'm like, that fits. Because I want people when they think of me, not that I am perfect as none of us are, but I want them to know when they're dealing with me, they are dealing with a person of character. I do strive for honesty and morality. And I'm going to instruct you to code to the highest integrity as these coding books. And as I instruct, it is amazing all the information that are in these code books. It's, I, when I first started getting ready for my exams, it's like, I, now things like jump out to me, Brian. I'm like, guys, look at this. Do you see how it says this? So it's, it's really been, I'm very grateful for where I am. I truly am. So how, how did you, you know, I, you, so you made the decision to do it. Then what? Yes. What did then you what I, I started a meetup group. And I said, I have to get my name out there. Started a meetup group. Hey, do you want to come meet? I'll help you study for the exam. From there, I, I, I had to get on Facebook. So I had my daughters help me get set up. And actually, you were one of the first people I contacted through Facebook. I started doing searches, medical coding, and I asked to join the group. You have to be a self-starter. You have to be somebody that's going to say, um, I'm going to do this. Uh, I need the wisdom to do it correctly. 
And there are so many tools right now, but you have to find a way. It's just like the exam. We have all these answers in the books, but it is up to you to dig in and find those answers. And that's what I did. I took self-responsibility. I went on Facebook, put my name there. I got uh, a logo for integrity coding. And even with that, people were saying to me, you know, you can't have that picture. Um, you have to have it copyrighted. And so there are, you listen to what people have to say. There are people out there that are just, they know more than you and just accept that. I started in just advertising. I'm gonna have my first group I did was at my first exam prep, and I had four students. And we sat around my table, and I we took out um, our code books, and I gave them my experience that this is what to expect on the exam. So I said, make sure you bring your highlighter and your pen. And from there, it just grew. When I started advertising with you, uh, from there I got you know people, more people who got to know who I was started advertising on Eventbrite. So do you kind of say, oh, I can't, and there's not a way? Yes, there is. Of course there is. Awesome. You, you, you know, to me, what you're doing is what I was doing, <laughs> you know, in the beginning phases when I, you know, when I started out Medical Coding Geek, but truly it was just a tutoring service. And, and um, you know, the same way we're we are you know we have our degrees we have our certifications but my goodness we're never taught marketing we're never taught taught you know copyright law and all that that stuff we have to you know learn on the fly and you know it that that's a testament not just from our training but just who we are you know just the fact that hey look you we're gonna do what it takes to make it happen and for me, it was more like, okay, the same thing. What else can I do? What What is my true meaning? What is it? You, know, you have to establish in any business is your why. Why are you doing this? And you know, anytime that you, you know, you you feel like, man, this is not going to work. Well, I always tell people, I said, well, go back to your why. Why are you doing this? And if it's not working, then perhaps you might need to reevaluate your why. It's never, yeah, it's never a sense of trying to give up, but then perhaps, you know, well, what is your real why? Or perhaps what is your new why? And when you figure that out, then you like, okay, well, it's just a matter of just putting on new shoes, putting on a new, you know, track gear and just getting out there doing it again a different way. It's not the fact that you're defeated, you're just doing it a different way. It's um, true. And um, if I may, on Facebook, my somebody that I would go to church with, she was doing these Facebook lives. Mm -hmm. So I would be watching her. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. And oh, and she she had her makeup business. I said, how do you do that? She said, you hit the go live button. Mm -hmm. And as simple as that was, you have to be comfortable with yourself. Now, when I do my Facebook lives, mm -hmm. it's not because I'm trying to be on Star Search. <laughs> but that is a way, <laughs> that is a way that you can advertise yourself. So when we're saying, yeah, but I can't, yes, you can. We have Facebook live. There you go. You keep things respectful to the point what your audience wants to hear. And that's the other way I started advertising my classes. And you mentioned when you said ask, you know, your why. There's a saying that I use. And when I send out my emails, I always send it with, I, I love Jim Rohn. I love Les Brown. And he's, Jim Rohn said something. And he said, don't ask for things to be easier. Ask for you to be better. And that's the last thing really you want to hear when you didn't pass the exam, when you thought you gave it your all. And then you just learn, okay, I can stretch myself a little more. I, you know, I can even do it a little more. It, it's like your, your walking program. You might start off with, you know, a quarter of a mile. And before you know it, if you don't give up, before you know it, you're going to be up to seven miles. And then maybe with seven miles, you're not even going to be happy with that. You want to start extending it more. 
So don't ask for things to be easier. Ask that you can become better. And that's, that's what I did. I said, please, I want, Lord, help me be better at what I do because it's, I know it's in there. Very good. Okay, so we talked about how you created it. So let's talk about your business. So okay. what is it that, that Integrity Coding does for the, the coding community? What Integrity Coding does is we will prepare you extremely well to sit for your exam. I took my experiences and I make it into, I impact them into my classes. I'm going to show you exactly what you will expect on the exam, but Integrity Coding's foundation is guidelines. You need to know, understand, and correctly apply your guidelines in order to be a proficient coder, and I call it being a coder with excellence. Because no matter what you do, if you are in the billing field or the coding field, you want to be one that's thought of as a biller and a coder with excellence. The guidelines are the foundation for that. And if you're, you know, right now, if you're studying or if you're somebody who has been taking the exam and not passing, review how well you know your guidelines. I one day had my aha moment when I was at the hairdressers and I took my books with me. If I knew I was going to be somewhere for a while and I was by myself, I took my code books with me. So one day I was sitting there underneath the dryer having my, my color done. Oh, we should have I a just, picture of that. Oh, I'm glad you don't. Oh. <laughs> I sat there and it was my big, now you have to see my code book is marked up from head to toe as every coder's book should be. So I started just looking through my guidelines and Brian, you would have thought I would just read them for the first time and you can read something, but it's different reading and it's a difference between reading with understanding. And I just sat there with that dome over my head. And I'm like, I get it. Okay, I get it. Pregnancy, you have to have an outcome of delivery. Coding's a story. And if you see it that way, it's telling a story, a patient's health history. You, everything starts to just take form. That puzzle piece doesn't look so um, deformed. Things start coming together. The pieces begin to come together. Before Integrity Coding, did you always have this passion to to help others? I I have to I I, I did, and I mean that humbly. And everybody, just like coding's a story, everybody has has their story. So yes, I grew up with situations, and it it put me in a position that, um, you know, my mom passed away when I was very little. So I it, it put you. You take those experiences and it, it really makes you into the person that you are. It's not that you're thankful that those things happen, right. but you're thankful for what it makes of you in that situation. The services you offer, of course, is just is, is it just uh, exam preparation? Are there any other services that you provide or perhaps is there yes, any I do. type of specialties mm -hmm. that you would offer? I do. Um, I'm, right now I'm in the preparation. I'm going to be teaching the certified orthopedic uh, exam mm. prep. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I also will, I do private tutoring. I do private one-on-one -on -one CPC exam prep, which that's done very well. And I'm in the process. This next certification is an OBGYN. So I will be teaching that, the certification for OBGYN. I take things, Brian, and I, and I chunk them. Like today I'm teaching foundations in cardiovascular and, uh, you know, hot cardiology. And I do call it foundations because I take the students back 
let's go to back to the root of the foundation. So last week we taught musculoskeletal as a foundation class. I had C people that are were already CPCs and CCSs, excuse me, and they sat in because it's such a good review to get back to the foundations of your guidelines, back to coding scenarios, and it it's gonna up your game because when you stay current, and it's not when new codes come in. Yes, you need to know those, but it's also always reviewing what does the guideline say about this? What is the proper sequencing of this? So we really build on the foundations of medical coding. This podcast is brought to you by the Haugen Consulting Group. The Haugen Consulting Group is your trusted partner in healthcare consulting, education, and auditing. They also believe fun is non-negotiable. Coming up on November 14th, 2017 at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, the Haugen Consulting Group will be holding a live webinar. Billing for a preventative visit and a sick visit, presented by Shia Lunt. This one-hour webinar will describe when and how to build a preventative service along with a sick visit and the documentation required. Plus, check out their popular flip bits. It's a great hands-on resource. I have one for ICD-10 PCS coding, and it's great. Listeners of this podcast will receive a 15% discount if you use the promo code GEEK15. Again, that's G-E-E-K-1-5. If you go to thehaugengroup.com slash shop. Again, for your 15% discount, use our promo code G-E-E-K-1-5 at www.thehaugengroup.com slash shop. The next thing is, is, is that I want to talk about is your your teaching philosophy like you know the way you know after how we're talking and, I, and I, actually the couple times that we've had conversations i get a sense of like you know you have a certain style of teaching like for me like i have a certain style i just don't do glorified reading time of textbooks and powerpoints you know what i'm talking about where they just read it and then just move forward and there's no explanation those are i mean i, I that's the reason why i wanted to teach right because that was that was what i was receiving and as a student you figure out well that's not how i want to be taught you know and or you know if it or you would ask yourself if I had done it this way, this is what I would have done, you know, and that's what that led to me to actually want to teach. Now, you know, one story that I can tell is that when I finished my bachelor's in HIM, you know, then I took my RHIA and then, you know, like you look back in your education, not the fact that it was bad, it's the fact that, you know, you're always looking from a con continuous quality improvement standpoint and you always ask yourself well how could this have been taught better and you know when i took my exam then you know i said well you know of course then i turned it around you know like like well maybe i should tell others about this exam not necessarily of what it's in it but perhaps how to prepare for it and, and it was the beginning point of actually tutoring because i actually you know um I told my classmates, oh, I took my exam. And the people said, well, what happened? Can you tell me? I said, well, I'll charge you 20 bucks. Come over. Let's sit over in the college yes. campus. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I'll tell yes. you. And it never occurred to me that that was the sparking point of creating, you know, in terms of tutoring, but not necessarily teaching. But then when you're teaching, you're always, uh, you know, in such a way like, okay, you know, this, you, you set the tone. And, you know, one thing that when I first started teaching uh, for uh, for an institution, a private institution for HIT, is 
you know, one person, when I first started teaching, I was like, well, what am I going to do? I had my first class. Uh, I, I had undergone some form of orientation. And then this one lead instructor, he came up to me. He, I think he was either criminal justice or was it IT? Anyways, he came up to me and he says, you know what? I see you could tell I was nervous, right? I was nervous. Yeah. And he says, you know what? Uh, keep this in mind. You are the instructor. You can be in a full room of CEOs. But no matter what, you are the expert. Okay. Mm. So, you know, that's that that set the tone in my mind. Like, yeah, I'm the one leading the stuff. I should be not necessarily the one who knows it all, but perhaps the person who can lead you to the right information. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I and I try yes. to not put so much pressure. And then for those that are trying to teach, and I think we'll touch on this, is you know, when you're trying, if you're wanting to teach, don't put so much pressure to be the true guru expert. You know, you're not expected to know everything. Now, you somewhat, you, you know, by some people think you do, but in most cases you don't, you know. But however, like you said, you know, and I said also is the fact that we're professionals, the fact that you have a certain level of proactivity that if you don't know, you need to find out right, right. away. And not the fact that you are... Um, that you're well versed in it is the fact that you have it available that you can always refer back to. And I think with most students today and most instructors today, they feel like, well, I need to know everything. That is totally not true. In today's society, you have to understand that, look, you know, it's just a matter of not what you know, but how much information you have access to. Right. Okay? Right. And so let's toss it back to you. How would you describe or best describe your teaching style? I I would say my teaching style is both, I, I'll show you, it, there's a, a saying it's called, I believe it's show one, teach one, do one. So when we're doing our scenarios and we're highlighting our guidelines, those scenarios really force you to um, put into practice everything that you were just taught. So when we're doing our scenarios, I want, my students to go back and say, the answer is this because, the answer is not this because, like, you know, when you modify your 51s, I made up this rhyme um, when I worked for an online uh, coding company, and it said, when you see an add-on code with 51, eliminate and you were done. And as, as, as silly as that sounds, it, if you can remember that, that song, and when you see an add-on code, on your, for your exam especially, you see an add-on code with a modifier, you know you can eliminate it because it's wrong. So I said, whether it be 51, 59, so you, I, I teach my students like that, a little rhyme. I teach them by, I show, I show you, I teach you, I show you, now I want you to do it. So when we're doing our practice work, we call on, I'll call on a particular student. I said, you know, I want you to tell me what are the key points here in this scenario? What is it that they're doing? How did they do it? And I want you from there to start to dissect this and tell me why it can't be this certain code. So I, I really do believe in the philosophy of show one, teach one, and do one. Right. Versus, you know, here's the information. Go, go figure it yourself, right? Yeah. <laughs> jump <laughs> jump in the pool and the pool and swim. Right. Yeah. And that, you know, that really doesn't work, especially for, for new coders. They're looking to you to say, okay, and that's why I keep my class size as small, Brian, because I want students to interact. And with me, I know I learn differently. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of that. I learn differently. It does, but, but again, don't use that as a crush to say you can't learn. Yes, you can. 
you just have to see, okay, what is my learning style? Am I a, am I a visual learner? Am I hands-on? Is it both? And that's when I say, you know, the puzzle pieces start to come together when the students see, when you start to break it down little by little, and you go over the foundations of the coding scenarios, you go over your guidelines, things just start to take form. It's like a potter in the clay. This podcast is brought to you by accessadoctor.com. Access a doctor when you need it most. How would you like to have quick and easy access to licensed doctors 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Instead of scheduling an appointment to see a doctor or going to the emergency room or urgent care, you simply make one phone call and a doctor will provide you with a consultation, diagnose your medical problem, and even call in a prescription to your local pharmacy. Some of the conditions that can be treated using accessadoctor.com include cold and flu symptoms, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, allergies, skin infections or rashes, and even eye and ear infections. Listeners of this podcast can get a discount on their single and family membership plans by going to accessadoctor.com and using our promo code geek that's g-e-e-k upon signing up again that's accessadoctor.com and the promo code is geek g-e-e-k i think that's the key is the fact that aside from just teaching there's a there's a certain sense of mentoring you know and when you teach yeah and when you teach i mean even though we don't think about it we're and essentially that's what we're doing uh but the fact that the title is somewhat different um, you know, with these students and with these, you know, with the clients that you see is that the fact that they're, they're needing something, you know, it's not the fact that they need information, but I, like you said in your phrase, you know, they're looking for somebody to show them, you know, the fact that, hey, this, you know, you know, it's like teaching your child how to write, you have to put your hand on their hand and then kind of like guide them through the cursive thing, blah, blah, blah. You know, those are the things that they need. They need that type of, I think the word is nurturing. You know, I think that's the key. When you provide that type of nurturing state in your education, you know, then it's not the fact that you're trying to envelop them in your service and your product. It's just the fact, look, this is me. This is my style. This is how it is. And, you know, what, Future and aspiring education educators, sorry, should understand is that they should develop their own style. They sh- it should not be like the regular box type of style of teaching that you get in elementary. You know, there has to be some form of mentorship. There needs to be some form of nurturing state because you know these people coming into schools are are very vulnerable. You know, they're 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 they have no clue. They're very. Um, naive they are you know it's just like any other child that you have you know <laughs> you have to kind of mold them in such a way that they're you know you're molding them in such a way that you're look you got to prepare them for the real world you know and you know I, I usually talk about things like you know there is the book answer and then there's the real world answer well you know you, you know you have to look at that can you you want to did you want to talk about that I tell you know that's that's a great point when we're going over the exam I said you know I want you to remember this I'm teaching you how to pass the exam. This is what I'm teaching you. I'm not trying to have you fluff over things, but what I'm saying is they're not going to ask you when you get on that job. By the way, Brian, what did you get on that exam? They want to know, did you pass it? So what I'm going to teach you is, yes, I'm teaching you coding, but I'm also teaching you what to expect on the exam. 
Um, and they're not expecting you to be an expert at CPT. They're not expecting you to be, you know, have uh, to be proficient at everything. What they are, maybe proficient is not the right word. They want to know that you have a very broad knowledge and that you can maneuver in and out of these books how to get the answer. It's all about, you know, you say it's about the why, but it's also about the how. How am I going to get to that answer? And students need to be, with all the information that we have at our fingertips right now, you need to be a very resourceful coder. If you don't have the answer right there, there's going to be a way for you to find it. There is. Right. Yeah, you know, I think that's the idea is getting prepared for the real world. <laughs> if right. you're not prepared, you know, most yeah. of my answers that I give there is is really, I mean, to me, it's kind of like tough love. You know, yeah. I, I'm not the one to, I mean, I nurture, but I don't, I don't, I don't spoil the child. You know, I don't mm -hmm. spoil the client. I don't, you know, I said, look, you, you, you have to figure it out. I'm, I'm right. not the one doing your job. When you get out there and you get, you get the job, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to, you know. I can mentor you to a certain point, but I'm not the one doing your work. I'm not right. the one getting paid. If I got paid, I mean, hey, shoot, you know, I'll yeah. <laughs> if I got paid their salary, whatever your coding salary, then shoot, I will. I'll definitely do it. You know, I got a question. You had said how they'll email you questions and say, "Can you show me this?" and "Can you show me that?" And I, it's not that I mind that, but what I did is I turned it back on the students. So they sent it was a Mo's question. So I was looking up what they had, what they didn't see. Um, what I wanted to make them aware of that they didn't tell me, I said, what's the body area? That comes down to your what? So if you can answer like who, what, where, and how, it begins to put things together. So I put it back to her and I said, what's the body area that they're dealing with? I said, with that right there, you can start to eliminate two out of your four answers. I said, you have to highlight, are they talking about the upper trunk or the lower trunk or the upper body, lower body? And with that, then she was able to come to her answer. But it's in really, you're, when I say you are the best person to teach you, I really believe that because that's, I've experienced it. You need to train your eye to say, oh, is it of the face? They have those words highlighted. Because say you get a dermatologist, you start working in dermatology, and you are going to be doing Mohs more than likely. Well, you want to know exactly where your Mohs codes are. You want to know what that, that, um, that additional code for those extra blocks that does not have a designated body area, it's, it's an add-on code, you need to be able to, to be very well versed in those codes and see what body area are they talking about? How many stages, how many blocks? I wanted to talk about more about your business, but I think we're definitely talking about more about education. Right, mm -hmm. and I think that is you've you turned it around, and I like I, I actually like this conversation about more mm -hmm. education. And you know, one thing before that is, you know, when when People ask questions before they even think about asking a question. They should be asking more questions to lead mm -hmm. up to that question. The more questions they ask, perhaps they might eliminate, like you said, they might eliminate out that question. They might, right. they fit, you know, what I try to make students do is answer the questions their own self. Exactly. You know, if I'm giving them the answer, you know, what are the chances of them understanding the next time? And that's, that's how we do it when a student is called on to answer the scenario like this morning so we'll, they'll each take a turn on reading the question they'll all do the question all of us as a class will do it to ourselves then i will call on that so right your answers in the chat i will call on that person and said i want you to read it out loud i want you to tell me your key points because 
there was something, Brian, and it goes back probably to my Catholic school days, but we, we it's called say, spell, say. So you, you spell, you spelled it, you said it, you spell, you spelled it, you said it, you spelled it. Or you know the concept that I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah. So when they hear that out loud, when they hear themselves out loud, reading the scenario and hear themselves doing the reasoning, it builds a foundation far more than I could have. So again, an instructor is just that I'm instructing you in the way, but honestly, you are the one that it, that is teaching you. And I think too much information is too much information. It's overload. And at a certain point, they just shut down. So you need to keep it to the point. You need to drive that guideline home. They need to hear themselves figure out the scenario and the whys. And then, okay, next question. You know, I know we, you could get 50 million books on coding, but again, I think too much is too much, not to mention it because gets very expensive for the students to be purchasing all these things when really they just need, give them the basics and take it from there. Don't overload them with too much. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. How many of you are Star Wars fans? If you watched The Force Awakens, you were introduced to a chrome-plated stormtrooper by the name of Captain Phasma. In the movie, she didn't have much of a role, which sparked my curiosity. So for my next book, I decided to get Phasma, Journey to Star Wars, The Last Jedi Novel by Delia S. Dawson, narrated by January Lavoie. Now, what I liked about this audiobook is that you listen to a performance rather than someone reading a book to you. You can hear the contrast in characters and even some recognizable theme scores and galactic sound effects. After listening to the story, I became very curious of how Captain Phasma's role will play in the next Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi. If you're a Star Wars fanatic like me, you would want to listen to this audiobook. And guess what? You can get it for free. Yes, free. To download your free audiobook today and support the podcast, all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash necpodcast. Again, for your free audiobook, that's audibletrial.com slash necpodcast. Right, it's like, it's like getting a, a car with a whole bunch of options that you're not going to need, you know? You know, and I think if you start off with the basics, then you you know you can you, you can compartmentalize. Where okay, I, I need this part, then I need this part, then I need that, then I need that. I think you know that budget friendly, of course, finance friendly, pocket friendly is is the best way of approach. Versus like okay, I'm gonna get everything and I'm gonna absorb everything, but then does it truly produce? You know, that is really the the the, the factor at that point. And the truth. The truth of the matter is, just like you said with the car, I'm like, yes, you can get all those things. But, Brian, is the car going to get you to your destination? That's the bottom line. Is it gonna get <laughs> yes. People aren't going to say, Brian, how nice was your ride? They want to know, Brian, can you be here at 9? Yes. That's it. They don't care what you're driving in. Just get there. You know, my uh, it's funny because my son he's like, oh, I want to get I want to get that uh nice motorcycle. I said, well, you're not gonna get a motorcycle. You know what I'm gonna get you? I'm gonna get one of those little scooters. They go wee. The moment. <laughs> and then and he says, why did you want? Why why would you get me that? I said, well, it gets you to A to A to B, or A to it Z, does. wherever you want to go, right? Right. I mean, I'm not gonna put you on the highway, but it gets you to where you want to go as long as you have your helmet, right? He says, oh, right, he's like, right. Dad, come on, you know, and, right. and you know that that sense of thing. And but right, you make a good point is the fact that. It needs to get you where you need to go. It's not how right. flashy. It's not how much information. But if you could get to just, you know, where you need to go, perhaps just the minimal, you know, basic needs is all you require. 
And that's why at Integrity Coding, I keep my prices low because there's just no need for any books that you want to get on your own. You come with those three basic books. I'm going to provide you with, you know, the homework that you need. Um, you on your own, you can get whatever you want. But for this class, you come here with those three books. And that is very good to start off with. That is your foundation. I'm not going to have you buy this, that, and everything. Not necessary. Right. And especially in this industry, I think it's important when you're trying to build a business, it's 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 trying to understand, like I said in the beginning, who's your audience, right? And then even with your audience, what is their price point? What is their affordability, you know? And what you see mostly, I'm not going to name any organizations, but what you see, especially with high prices, normally those are truly set up for business to business type of you know relationships when you're talking from you know consultation forms to hospitals you know with those hospitals they purchase those and then they decimate it within like let's say a group of 100 so you know when you're looking at that price of like 1000 perhaps if they had like you know like you know a group a system of 100 coders then it truly makes a, it's, it makes sense but what people try to think like oh i see this oh it's about a $3000 i can't afford that well of course she can't it's not meant for you and so what you're doing what i'm doing what a lot of people are doing i mean you know i mean i'm not trying to compete with you i mean it's just the fact that you know it's the fact that you know there needs to be more people like us out there trying to you know offer you know you offer your style i offer my style everybody has their own different style and i think the more that we offer you know rather than just a compartmentalized you know you know education type of style you know, like more of a college type of style, but more like, you know, you know, you're doing it right in such a way that it's more humanized, you know, it's more intimate, it's more one on one. And, you know, you see that now in the industry, uh, booming, tutoring is booming. So if you if you want to become a tutor, for goodness sake, this is the time that you want to do it, because especially, you know, with technology, and you made a good point is the is the idea that, we're not saying anything anymore. We're not using our mouth anymore. We're just using our fingers. We're keyboard commandos, as I would always say. <clears throat> and so, you know, we're limited on our learning just from our fingertips and our eyes, but never from an ear point, you know, using our ears and our mouth. And so people like you, people like me, people like anybody else who leverages technology, not from a standpoint of typing, but more on the audiovisual end, will definitely have a high, you know, chance of, you know, booming in their business. When we have our online classes and the on ground, like two weeks ago, we had our um, monthly, I run, you know, boot camps. So I had one in the Boston area two weeks ago. Brian, we had such a ball. It was like an all day. I want to say it was like a party because we worked, but the laughs that we had and this, that's a personal connection. You can't get on a virtual, you know, let's go to this you know, mode. So I'm in this mode for, you know, two weeks. What do they call it when you're in oh, module? It's like, no, we're not doing modules. We're going to do, this is me and you. And I want to look at your eyes and I want to see, because when you see a student get, have their aha moment with their eyes, that's something you can't get in a module. There's a difference between doing it from an online perspective. And then I think you, you, you're doing it from a local perspective, you know, uh, and especially in your local market, that is definitely when you're creating any type of business that you you should be attacking is your local local area so you said you know in 
in your area, that's the people that you know definitely from a small standpoint, then definitely can leverage from word of mouth and then it can create more. And then you just pretty much dominated your market from the local standpoint, you know. Um, you know, people tend to go online real fast, but, you know, it's difficult to, you know, trying to find out where is your best market. And so it gets very difficult, especially if you're trying to monitor metrics and stuff like that. I mean, I mean that's that's something I don't want to talk about. But, <laughs> you know, you're looking at your website demographics, you know, that can de get definitely complicated. But that's another story. Anyways. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. I mean, definitely uh, a lot of information. I, I actually wanted to you talk to you about more in starting a business, but I think you know I, I definitely appreciate that we talked about more on the education standpoint. You know, so my next question is, what best advice would you give those who are aspiring to become educators in the future? Be willing to serve. It, it really is about serving. I want you to put yourself in the position of those students because we were all there and you need to understand that frantic call or the youtube responses that we get and one woman got in touch with me because she had didn't pass her exam again and it might have been her third time be willing to serve and understand put yourself where they are and bring them out of that you bring you can bring out of them the student that's there it is up to them to develop it, but it is your responsibility to cultivate it. To say, yes, you can, you can do this. And be willing to, you need, really do need to have a, a servant's attitude, not a doormat, not an enabler, but um, part of serving and teaching is, you mentioned tough love. It's not that you're using the, the, the tough love aspect, but what you're saying is, I'm not gonna hand this to you, but you can develop this. You know, um, I'm from New England and I'm a Patriots fan. And I sat one day and I listened to uh, Tom Brady and Julian Edelman. And I'm talking about from a standpoint from their athleticism. Then they, they were not looking for anybody else to bring out that champion in them. They knew it was there, but it was their responsibility to develop it. So if, when you want to be an instructor, be willing to serve the student, not enable them, but help them get where you are. That's what they want. They want to be in a position where you are. What does the future hold for you and Integrity Coding? Integrity Coding is growing a lot. It's, it is now looking at um, moving our classroom to one town over in North Reading. And with, what I will do is I just took on another instructor. He has a clinical aspect. He was one of my students and he passed the exam. He passed on the first time. So he has a lot of clinical background. So he puts um, a different uh, Is he? Is he? On, is, was he actually on your Facebook Live uh, video? He was, ah. yes, Michael. Yep. <laughs> okay, yes. all right. Yep. And so he has a very clinical aspect. He works in a local Boston area hospital. So what we'll be doing is we're going to be expanding our classes but still keeping – each class small we're just going to be now expanding our efforts he'll have a class i'll have a class because i i don't want to ever get a class size that's too big because i don't want to lose that student they're paying me i want to make sure they're getting all that they can right and i i just continue i see continued growth i know one thing that i i have i can i can absolutely help a student pass the exam i know that i have the tools because of what i experience and uh, I, I will tell them to avoid the mistakes that I made, but not just tell them, I show them. Mm. And it's always bring them right back to the guidelines. 
All right. So what I know you mentioned a lot of stuff today. And uh, we definitely do appreciate it, especially for those of the audience. So, you know, if you're listening to this, make sure you comment. Thank Dan- Danita for all this information that she's provided to you all. But one question I do have is yes, you said a lot of stuff. So what mm-hmm. final words do you have to share with our audience? What kind of best words of advice would you give? The two models that, that we that we stand by with Integrity Code, actually three. And again, I'm going to go back to my husband. He gave me this a while ago. He said, you have to get mad. M-A-D-D, and it stands for you need to make up your mind, you need to change your attitude, you stay disciplined, and you stay determined. So get mad. Number two, don't ever, ever, ever give up. And number three is what the saying from Jim Rohn. He said, don't wish for things to be easier. Wish that you were better. And I paraphrase that. I, I prayed, and I said, Lord, I'm not asking you to make, I don't want to make this easier. Show me where I lack as a student so that I can become what I, what, what's in me to become. It's there. It's cultivated. It, it's, it's in there. That seed is in there. It is up to you to bring it out and do the footwork. You've, you've done it right. Is, you know, I, you've done it locally. So you know, if you dominate your local market, then that definitely can you know, develop a reputation in that area. You can grow more in that area as you're doing it right now. And mm-hmm. then definitely expand to regions, et cetera, et cetera. So we can only expect good things with you, Danita, and also Integrity Coding. Well, thank you. Danita, I do want to thank you for being part of the podcast. It's been a pleasure. My pleasure as well. All right. Thank you very much, Danita. Have a good one. Thank you. All right. I want to thank Danita Ruskowski for being part of this podcast. You can check Danita out at www.integritycoding.com. You can find out her upcoming events again by going to her website, www.integritycoding.com. Coming up on the next episode of Not Elsewhere Classified. You know, I, I called it once PRI in one of my blogs, Ryan. And when I applied for a job in Georgia as a one of these staffing companies, I got an answer back from the staffing company uh, that they said they saw one of my blogs about uh, how I thought about CDI and I'm not a good fit. Not Elsewhere Classified is presented and produced by Medical Coding Geek. The host and creator is Brian Kui. Music was brought to you by 43. Medical Coding Geek offers private tutoring and media services for the medical coding, health information management, and clinical documentation improvement community. You can find Medical Coding Geek on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MedCodingGeek. You can also find Not Elsewhere Classified on Facebook and Instagram at NEC Podcast. Check out our website, medicalcodinggeek.com, where you can find and listen to all the podcast episodes, talking points, and the show notes. Please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your feedback helps this show reach a wider audience. We would definitely appreciate it. And lastly, I want to thank you for being part of this podcast. I am Jennifer Costello from Chicago, Illinois, and you have just listened to Not Elsewhere Classified. Thank you so much for being with us today. MedicalCodingGeek.com This podcast is supported by Weebly.com. Have a product? Building a company? You'll need a website.
Create your site with Weebly's drag-and-drop website builder and responsive themes without any technical experience. Believe me, I built my website in under 30 minutes. It really is that easy. Listeners of this podcast will receive a 10% discount on any Weebly subscription plan or promote plan. To get this discount, go to Weebly, that's W-E-E-B-L-Y dot medicalcodinggeek.com. Again, that's Weebly dot medicalcodinggeek.com.